Blog Talk Radio. That was Country Music Made Me Kill My Wife by my good friend Nasser Kadri out of uh, Edmonton, Canada. Thank you, Nasser, for letting me use your song each and every day to open up the show. And I want to welcome all of you for coming again today. Remember, today is the start of our virtual treasure hunt and a few other things that are going to be happening along the way. do want to give you a couple reminders before we get started with the show. I want to let everybody know and remind them that I will be the guest on Swoops World, which is here on Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, they're going to interview me and uh, try to get all the information they can about Michael Knight out there. So if you get a chance, come on by their show. Feel free to call in and ask any questions that you want. And also want to remind everybody as well, too, that I am now co-hosting Night Views Radio on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific time as well. So if you get a chance, come by to those shows as well. I've got some great, great talent with me today. 
there's some uh, comedic acts from Canada that uh, they do a lot of different type of things. They do like public service announcement recordings and and just a little bit of everything to do some stand up. And uh, before I bring them on in, I'm going to play one of their public service ads for you. And here we go. Does your child often yell in excitement? Does he or she jump around, act imaginative, or sometimes get fidgety? Sure, you may have thought this kind of behavior was just called being a child. But at notjustbeingachild.com, we understand that some of these symptoms are signs of a much bigger problem. Attention deficit disorder is recognized by the United States of America as a disability. That's right. It's not your fault that your child runs and plays and skips and dreams. Take comfort in knowing that your child is actually just disabled. It doesn't make you a bad parent that you're not willing to deal with the energy level they seem to constantly sustain. At notjustbeingachild.com, you'll find information on medication that can actually reduce these symptoms and synchronize a child's energy level with yours. That's right. You can literally reduce your child's energy level with things like Ritalin, thereby rendering them as calm as a 40-year-old. Medications can help speed up your child's psychological aging process by robbing them of things like their youth. If you're tired of your child singing and laughing, tired of them living in a world that only they can see, then you need to visit notjustbeingachild.com because sometimes they really are not just being a child. Warning, all symptoms of ADD will also appear in perfectly normal children and are no indicative of anything wrong. And I'd like to welcome with me today two of the people from TooFar.TV, Danny Menlo and Julie Webster. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Hello, hello, Michael. And, what the uh, heck was that PCA or PSA? I don't remember that one. <laughs> uh, that, that was from a... Uh, certain radio DJ who shall remain unnamed because uh, due to because we can't her, name her because <laughs> uh, she's become quite uh, successful in her radio career and thus being associated with us could end that career. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's got to be that that's got to be really really cool though to to be you know to be that controversial that that somebody would be afraid to be affiliated with you. Yeah, it's kind of fun. That is a badge of honor. Yeah. There's a couple people who have who have tried, uh, been involved with videos of us, and uh, have since said, "Hey, you know, I've got kids, or I'm about to lose my job because I was doing something with you." I was in that video. You need to take it down. And we say, "Uh, no, not gonna do it. Sorry." <laughs> yeah, really. Why? Why take it down? You know, if they were ashamed to do it uh, to begin with, they shouldn't have done it. Exactly. They were there. They filmed it. They knew what was going on. Sorry. It <laughs> sounds kind of cruel, but it's like, well, guys, it's not like we abducted you and made you do it against your will. Sorry. That's right. That's right. And uh, now you guys have uh, have been together for how long doing this? We started uh, about, I guess it's coming up on two years ago that we started this. And uh, it was just, well, we, me and Julie... I've been with a couple comedy groups beforehand, and me and Julie just recorded one song, and uh, then we got together with some old friends of mine. And hey, Danny, which song was that? Uh, that would be the Downtown East Side remix, which was uh, the old Petula Clark Downtown, only <laughs> right. the, the, the more realistic version of what happens downtown. A lot more AIDS and prostitution and that sort of thing. And so we kind of took that and made it into our calling card, just being uh, 
uh, people say we're controversial and offensive. We like to look at it as just being more realistic and not just a little more truthful that. in our yeah yeah. Well, you definitely don't hold any 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 uh, anything back. You know, you definitely say exactly what you think. And has that caused you any grief as far as as getting like jobs of, as far as pr- uh, performing anywhere? Uh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a stand-up comedian, so it, it helps me. Uh, I mean, in certain circles, like I I won't be working any corporate gigs. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> but as far as working the comedy clubs, it definitely hasn't hurt. Especially especially if any of those corporate events involve immigrants or queers, huh? <laughs> well, you know the funny thing is, is the last uh, <laughs> the last place I performed Redneck Woman um, was actually in back when before we moved to Toronto we were living in Vancouver and it was being performed in um, you know the quote unquote gay area of town and everyone was like are you sure you want to perform that song here I mean you're you're outright saying queers on stage and I'm like well first of all it's not me it's the character in the song. And the character in the song believes that, so deal with it. And right. that's kind of the whole point of the performance is it's funny. You know, if you're not smart enough to be able to figure that out, then I, I don't really care about your opinion anyway. So. <laughs> you may be a redneck, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's one of those things that, that uh, comedians and comedic performers who deal with this sort of thing have dealt with throughout the ages is we're making fun of people who believe that. We don't believe that. Uh, obviously, and if you can't see that, then that's your problem, not ours. Is the way we look at it. So, were both of you like class clowns when you were going going to school when you were kids? No, I was um, I was a tomboy bully killer actually. <laughs> and what about you? Not... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was definitely a, a afflicted with ADD and a, a class clown of sorts, uh, but. Uh, I wasn't really like the funny guy in, in any group of friends. I kind of bounced around. I was a jock and a skateboarder and the, hung out with the drama kids. I didn't really have a clique that I hung out with specifically, but I was. When did you ever hang out with the drama kids? This is new information. What? <laughs> you didn't go to school with me, so what the hell do you know? Well, about? yeah, but this is the first I'm hearing of this. Okay, we're talking about this later. We've got breaking news. <laughs> exactly. Do, 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 do. What is this? Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, he he, he played the lead in Sound of Music. <laughs> Usually I was like the third or fourth funniest kid, and I just kind of watched everyone. I was more an observer and a writer, and I still am more so than I am an extrovert. So who who is the one behind the writing of all this uh, these these different songs and these different public service announcement type deals? Who 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 is the main person that writes those? Uh, well, I I write a lot of them, but it's also I just motivate other people to to write them. Uh, me and Julie write a lot of the songs together. Uh, it's more just in, uh, I like to look at it as I encourage other people who have talent to. Uh, to take part in a lot of the writers have never written sketch comedy before or never done comedy music before but maybe they were into music themselves or they were hip-hop artists and so i just said hey i think you'd be good at this and just kind of push them i guess yeah and my big thing was always as long as i can perform that makes me happy and uh the day that we wrote downtown it just came out as you know we should we should do a parody okay i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal my geekiness here first of all 
Um, <laughs> I, I write Harry Potter filks, like Harry Potter parodies, and I perform them for the Harry Potter community. Uh, <laughs> because I love <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, I had experience in doing that by myself, and I recorded them on my own. And so when we thought of the idea of, hey, let's write up these parody songs, this is before Too Far TV. Um, the one song that came immediately was I Want to Write About Downtown because I've always hated that the, the voice behind the song saying, oh, you know, it's this beautiful, glamorous place because when I grew up, it wasn't a glamorous, beautiful place. And so when Too Far TV began, that kind of, you know, Danny offered, he's like, you know, if you want to do more songs, what do you want to do next? And, and so things started coming up that way, and then the group started um, coming up with ideas and stuff, and it just kind of snowballed. For the songs, though, I definitely want to have a hand in it with Danny because he's an excellent writer, um, but I like the feeling behind what it is. Obviously, with Redneck Woman, I was irritated at, you know, glorifying what a redneck is, um, and I wanted to be a little more realistic. Right. And uh, so Danny helped me a lot with, obviously, with the um, verbiage, shall we say. I don't even know if that's a real word. Uh, of the actual writing of the song, and m- my feelings were coming through on the, yeah, so blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that must be a Canadian expression, huh? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so when you get together and write these songs, who do you find to play the music, uh, like with Redneck Woman and such? Are you using, like, backing tracks from from other songs or, or is original yeah. music? Yeah, it's backing tracks. Um Sometimes, sometimes we have live music. Sometimes true, uh, yeah. for hip hop parodies, we have some people who make beats for us. Um, but if it's a, if it's a, a blatant parody of an existing song, we'll usually just use a karaoke track. Okay, uh, I'd like to go ahead and and play one of the songs. I'm I'm saving my favorite for last, and you know which one is my favorite. But uh, I wanted to play one of the songs here. It's called "Old Man Take a Look at My Wife." How did that come about? And this one is all, that's all original music, uh, by Bob Westfall, uh, Vancouver folk it's not a, No, it's not original music, babe. Uh, yeah, it is. No, he played that with his guitar. Yeah, but it's not his song. I didn't say that. I just said it. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, th- this was actually just because I heard this guy sing, uh, in a, a folk slash hip hop group that a friend of mine was in, and I thought he was about 50, 60 years old when I heard him sing, but he sounded exactly like Neil Young, so I thought we got to use him somehow. So we just went through some old Neil Young songs, and this was one of the first that we came up with. And uh, Peter Kennedy wrote the lyrics. He's one of the original Too Far members. He's not with us anymore, but a uh, very funny man. And Bob Westfall on the lyrics and guitar. All right. So everybody, here is uh, Too Far TV with Old Man Take a Look at My Wife.
And that was Too Far Dot TV with Old Man Take a Look at My Wife. Uh, before we continue on, I do have some news. Last night, uh, we had a rock group that was on our show here about a month ago called The Worsties out of Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And last night they were playing at the Exit Inn, and just a little bit after the time that they got done performing, they were loading up their equipment in the car, and the lead singer Anna Wurstel and her husband Jesse were abducted by aliens. So uh, we're going to keep an eye out and see what we can find out more in regards to that, so keep in tune, and we'll see where it goes from there, and I'm going to try to get a hold of their managers to find out uh, what happened. Okay, back to you guys, back to Jesse and Danny. Now, <laughs> Je- uh, or Jesse and Danny, there we go, Julie and Danny. <laughs> I guess the worst these weren't uh, listening to Stephen Hawking. Lately. I guess not, huh? <laughs> now, Julie, you've got a pretty good voice. Have, have you always been a oh, singer? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been singing since as long as I can remember. And have you uh, performed with any bands, or do you belong to a band on top of what you're doing with Too Far TV? Or I do actually, yeah. Um, I have very recently, um, because we've just moved to Toronto about oh god, eight nine weeks ago. Um, I just got uh, in, in, invited into a band. Um, it's called Refried. It's kind of like a twist on uh, pop tones, and they make them in the rock songs. And also, I just this is wicked awesome. I just got hired as a karaoke hostess, and I know that sounds really dorky, but you have no idea how perfect that is for me because, you know, I get to stand up in front of people and sing and be an ass and and talk and do whatever I want, and I get paid for it. I mean, it's like, that's awesome. (laughs) That is. It's wicked (laughs) awesome. I'm so happy. (laughs) So yeah, no, I, yeah, I've always, I've always sang, you know, I've always done the choirs, and I've taken vocal lessons up the yin-yang, and yeah. So now, with with doing that, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that hearing very very poor singing doesn't doesn't affect uh, like causing headaches or anything for you. Um, well, it causes a few headaches because I usually stick a knife in my ear um, <laughs> when I hear bad singing, and uh, and there's a little bit of cramping because I punch myself in the stomach to take the uh, the mind off of listening to the music as well. So. So so Danny, are you are you trying to say that you're a very bad singer? I am. I, I actually have to uh we're doing the parody of Kenny Rogers, the gambler coming up soon and I have to sing it because we uh, have no more male vocalists. So uh that should be a horrific experience for anyone who has to listen to that. <laughs> it might actually be really, really good. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting to note that uh, that old man song you played. We had actually not in uh, no intention of this, but people kind of wrote us after we put the music video out um, that it was right after the economic crisis and that they thought it was really poignant and you know really great social commentary. We had just not put that much thought into it at all and just thought it was. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of really funny comments. <laughs> Because there's a few yeah. mentions of, you know, credit cards and uh, people having to sell their houses and stuff. People thought it was really... Uh, Way really more in- introspection <laughs> on that song than we expected. <laughs> well, have you found that lots of times when you when you do something that 
that you, that when it after it's out there and people start responding to it, that you find that they take a totally different point of view to it than what you expected them to. Oh yeah, all the time. Absolutely. Especially on your uh, your favorite song of ours, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> so so when when you do do these different like the like the ADD ad that I just played a little while ago and and like this old man take a look at my wife and they're out there. Do you get any like hate mail? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you the most hate yeah, Sorry, and most of the hate mail that I get is uh, because I'm a woman. It's it's how fat and ugly I am. That's generally what I get. Wow, that's really original stuff, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard that since I was, you know, nine, and it all hurts so bad. They try to insult her ethnicity as well, but they can never get it right, so they just end up miswired. Yeah, they just they, they just throw random racist terms out and hope that one sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I tell you, people people are so funny. They really are, you know. And and it's amazing how ignorant they are as well. You know, I, I do I do a paranormal show on Saturday nights, and and one of the things one of the things that we found that, that happens a lot on the paranormal shows are we get these young kids. They'll call in, and and then they start off with the racist Negro you know remarks and such. And uh, and of course you got to eliminate them right away and. Yeah. But, but 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 they're so smart about it that they usually either say their name, or on my switchboard it shows their telephone number, so I log it down. And sometimes they're in the chat room under their name. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. There's it, usually it, that it, level of brilliance is what we get with the, some of the comments that we've seen on the redneck video. There's that that level of intelligence where you're just astounded. They just can't be real. There can't actually be people out there that are this stupid. But Congratulations, <laughs> no. you are. Good for you. <laughs> it's amazing how many there are, that's for sure. Yeah, and really proud is. of it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't um, read no book learnings, yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so now you guys you guys are in Toronto, so so you're look are you looking for new people to to help you with more skits or, or what's the plan for the near future? Uh, well, that's a good question. We're actually we got uh, two two and a half music videos, I'd say, that we're in concept development and lyric writing stage. But we just locked down a studio, uh, just kind of like a home studio, a guy I met at work. So we have a recording place now, which was a huge drawback to moving here, because back in Vancouver we had access to a lot of studios and equipment to work with. So right. we're build, building up the, uh, I guess, the crew aspect, you know, people who can help out. And then, I mean, I, I hope that it's going to actually expand and we'll be able to start doing some cooler things because we were pretty limited with our sets uh, and our film equipment and just uh, basic outdoor locations and stuff. So I'm hoping right. we can do some, some more uh, intricate, I guess, or elaborate uh, sketches and videos. So. You know, now, do you guys film all your videos yourselves and put them together, or do you hire, you know, a outside professional type <laughs> company? We have money Michael, money you money. are an amusing <laughs> gentleman. You're. <laughs> no, no, it's all in house and literally in our house. So uh, basically, yeah. I have one camera and uh, a Mac, and we do all of our filming and editing on those two things. 
The one exception is the redneck video, which we've now mentioned about 400 times, and you're <laughs> shut up about that goddamn video. Um, but uh, yeah, that one uh, we did have someone come and help with the shooting. They shot a half in an HD camera. So yeah, we wanted we wanted to have a sorry. Yeah, we wanted to have a whole whole lot of footage for that video. And um, since he was willing to help us out, we figured, you know, two cameras, double, you know, um, cut right. the work in half. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'd like to play another clip that's called Politics. Uh, anything you want to say about it before I play it? Uh, this was inspired by uh, I was working in politics for a while. I can't say who I was working for because I signed a confidentiality agreement. But uh, basically this was uh, based on uh, real life. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here's Too Far Dot TV with politics. Can you talk endlessly without actually saying anything? Can you answer a question with a completely irrelevant series of jargon and slogans? Do you have no moral conscience or desire to help people? then you're ripe for a career as a politician. At our fine Academy of Political Learnings, you'll learn all sorts of useful political skills, like how to shake hands with people and smile, or putting up lots of pretty signs with your name on it. And of course, old standards like getting away with murder, embezzling cash, and convincing yourself you're not a crook. So call 1-800-POLITICS today for a free brochure on applying. Call now, and we'll even throw in falling asleep during the reading of bills and laws and then passing them Absolutely free. <laughs> so is that is that was that what your chore was when you were working for this politician? I, I was working for a couple. It was during the uh, the federal elections on both sides of the border, so it was just politics was everywhere you looked, left, right, center. You know. Uh, I don't know. You guys probably didn't care about our national election, but we had a federal election as, at, at around the same time as when Obama got elected. So it was okay. a year of just oversaturation with the complete bullshit that is politics. Yeah, I hear you there. So do you find it easier to make fun of the, the politics of, of the United States or of Canada? Oh, politics are politics. Yeah, I mean, I, I try and stay away from... Uh, Specific politics, you know, like left and right wing stuff. I, I, I think it's always better to come at it from an objective angle and just make fun of the whole chessboard rather than pick a side. You know what I mean? Right. So, are you going to do a video about Obama? <laughs> well, kind of did. Well, we did. We did uh, a quick one that wasn't very good, in my opinion, but it was just a. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of the the change thing, the change your socks video. That's about it. Okay. Uh, but like I said, I, I I don't find there's a lot of artistic merit in just uh, picking, saying I'm left or I'm right. I think it's a lot better to make fun of everyone, and then uh, and it's a lot more realistic. Cause well, you definitely make fun of everyone. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you start picking sides, then you're saying that somebody's right, and uh, I think that goes against everything that I believe in, at least. I think that everyone's wrong, and uh, yeah, I want to continue to try and prove them that they are. Now, you guys have have your, your videos up on YouTube. Is there any other sites that people can go to to find you? Yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, Funnier Die, 
YouTube, um, College Humor. Those are the three uh, big ones. So it's just YouTube, our website, and Funny or Die. If you just search Too Far TV or Too Far TV, right now actually, if you go to our website, uh, you can't view it in Internet Explorer. So if any of your listeners are trying and not able to see anything, just go watch the stuff on YouTube. For now, we're getting that problem fixed, but uh, there's some sort or, of. Or you know, use Firefox or Safari. Or what? <laughs> or use Firefox or Safari. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. Firefox or Safari, but just don't. It won't open in Internet Explorer right now. I don't know why. The web guys have tried to explain it to me, but it doesn't make sense. Racist. Well, you know, I think I I don't I don't know. I think a lot of people are getting away from Internet Explorer anyway. It, it seems to be having a lot of problems. I know I've gotten away from Internet Explorer as well because I was always experiencing problems with them, you know. And I I use Firefox myself and 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 have found that most websites work better with Firefox than they do with Internet Explorer anyway. Yeah. Don't use Internet Explorer. Yeah, there you that's go. Another thing we're, that's another thing we're strongly against is people who use Internet Explorer. Yeah. We think they should all burn in hell like pigs. <laughs> that's is that going to be the next video? <laughs> Yeah, it's no, going to be the parody song of War, War of Pigs, I think it's called. What is that song? It's going to be War of Internet. I don't know. That's stupid. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> now, when you go out, and, and I and I know that, like, especially you, Danny, you're, you're doing stand-up. Have you been doing a lot of stand-up there in the Toronto area since you've gotten there? A lot more than I was in Vancouver, yeah. I, I signed on with Yuck Yucks, which is the big comedy chain up in Canada. Um so they've been putting me to work out here. The club in Vancouver closed down. There's just a lot more population in Ontario, so it's a lot more work to be had. Right. And and so have you? Are people starting to recognize you when you walk down the street? <laughs> no, not remotely. Internet fame is not quite fame. Uh, I think maybe once or twice in Vancouver, people might have recognized us, but it's usually like friends of friends who. Oh, yeah, same, yeah, same with me actually. It's it's been like I've been at a club, and someone will come up and be like, "Redneck." Okay, <laughs> hi. <laughs> right after I cut my hair too, so my hair was completely different, and there's like redneck woman, yo. Well, I think I think that if you were walking down the street, Julie here in Los Angeles, I would recognize you right away. But that's only because I've watched Redneck Woman video probably about five thousand times. You know. <laughs> oh, so I, see, I, that's the thing. We think we're all popular. It turns out it's just you watching the same video. Right? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> it says one hundred and fifty thousand views. It doesn't say one hundred and forty of those are yours. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, it's it's got to be my all-time favorite. I mean, you guys really did a good job on that video. The the characterizations of the people, I, I, I tell you, I've known people that were like that. So, you know, I, I think that's why I get such a big kick out of it, because you're you're making fun of a, of what you think is a concept, but really it's reality. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> now, you did it. Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I grew up in this small town on Vancouver Island where it was uh, – the people there, like in high school, uh, you know how you got like white kids in the suburbs who are dressing like gangsters and pretending they're all suburbs. Gay. What's a suburb? Suburbs. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, so the little town that I grew up, uh, the exact opposite of that. People would pretend to be rednecks. So there was this huge fostered, like fake Southern redneck culture up in hippie 
northwest British Columbia, Canada. Uh, so people were walking around with belt buckles and Confederate flags on the back of their pickup trucks that their parents bought <laughs> for them, you know, who were doctors and lawyers. And <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was surprisingly and eerily uh, easy to find a Confederate flag for that video. It was a little disturbing. <laughs> so that was where wow. we shot the video, and that was my inspiration, I guess, or, or experience <laughs> with the redneck culture. I grew up with it in high school, watching kids thinking that it was cool. Now that's no, definitely I've different. Never been that's, to a farm. <laughs> that's, that's definitely different. I've never heard of anybody wanting to portray a redneck before. <laughs> oh my God! Well, anyway, you guys did another one also that uh, was I I believe it's it's another public service announcement that was uh, called Humans. And uh, what was what was the idea? Who who thought up that idea? And what was the idea behind that? Uh, what what brought that one on? That's uh, that's one of my originals, and that was uh, hugely inspired by Douglas Adams, uh, the writer of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Uh, he's just always been a huge influence of mine, writing and comedy-wise, and it kind of taught me to not take humanity so seriously and kind of look at the situation on this planet as just a big joke, basically. Right. Uh, that's, that's what inspired that piece, right? All right, so everybody here is Too Far Out TV talking about humans. Is your planet full of lush greenery, clean water, and a self-sustaining ecosystem? Does everything work completely symbiotically in an awe-inspiring balance of wondrous proportions? Then you need humans. humans. In just a short few thousand years, humans can completely and utterly fuck up your planet. Simply integrate them into your amazing world and watch as they mindlessly gobble up resources, clear-cut rainforests, manufacture useless shit at an alarming rate, spew noxious and or toxic chemicals into the water and air, deplete the ozone layer, slaughter entire species without a thought, enslave and murder their own kind, divide the planet into imaginary sections, all so they can worship shiny rocks and colorful pieces of paper. So, if you're tired of your boring planet full of peace, tranquility, love, plants, animals, and water, then don't hesitate to order some humans today. Thanks to an excess, planet Earth has literally billions of these creatures to spare. So come on, universe. Isn't it time you enjoy the wonders that only humans can offer? Warning. Side effects include global cooling, global warming, war, rape, drugs, disease, poverty, politicians, the apocalypse, reality TV, torture, prostitution, recreational joggers, Rosie O'Donnell, K-Fed, techno, and religious zealotry. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, come oh, on. Oh, the oh, my God. I don't, I don't hate Rosie O'Donnell. Shush. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> you 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 and several others too, huh? Yeah, I I couldn't think of of two better humans to represent how horrible and uh, ridiculous a species we are than K-Fed and Rosie O'Donnell. It doesn't get any worse than that. Hasselback's pretty bad. <laughs> Whatever. So Elizabeth. That's Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go there. Let's just move off of this topic. <laughs> I, I don't watch cable TV, so they're all just the same pile of shit, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was humans. I uh, I think that might have been a little too successful of a PSA because apparently the aliens have abducted some friends of yours, there, Michael. 
Yes, it seems that way, huh? You know, they took it a little too too to heart there. Yeah. Matter of fact, I just received another notice that uh, that uh, somebody did see them being abducted, and and these aliens were like cat-like creatures. They were they had like heads of cats and bodies of humans. So that that should be really interesting. Uh, I'm really hoping to uh, hear from uh, the manager of that group here real soon, and we'll be able to find out more. He supposedly saw everything happen, so. My people are trying to reach him, but in the meantime, we'll just move on with our show. Well, I hope I'm not angering them, because I'm, I'm, I've been banished to the bedroom right now, and I'm sitting next to my cat litter box, and it hasn't been cleaned in a while, so I hope that isn't part of the problem. <laughs> I should probably do that as soon as we're off the phone. So now, you said you're, you're, you're just recently hired to do a hosting of a karaoke is that is that in a specific club there in Toronto, or is it one of those karaoke things that like go around to different clubs? Um, at the moment, it's at a new place that's just opened. It's called Ocean Forty Nine. Um, it's uh, a little north of uh, the GTA. Um, but apparently, like, if if all goes well, like maybe I'll be moved around, like not just to uh, one night a week. Like I'll be. Uh, you know, moved over to this club or that club. It's kind of a new thing for this restaurant because it's it's only six months old, I think. Um, but that would be great. I mean, that it's that's so awesome. I'm actually I'm finally at that point, Michael, where I'm actually getting paid to do what I do. I mean, holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> so living the dream, baby. There hey, you hey. go. There you go. And and Danny, uh, you're you're doing the the stand up comedy stuff. Uh, have you been doing that for quite some time, and are you making a living at it, or do you still have to hold a, a secondary job as well? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. I am getting paid for it now for the first time since uh, about before Christmas I signed on with them and started uh, op- opening for people, basically, and hosting shows. And uh, But that's only like once a month, twice a month sort of thing, a couple weekends here and there, so... I do still have to have a day job, which I just quit on Thursday, and I'm looking for a new one. So uh, <laughs> if any of your listeners in the Los Angeles area want to hire someone <laughs> from Toronto with no discernible skills. Uh, or American grown. citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Whose who's average length at uh, their jobs is about two to three weeks, then uh, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can always look for a lady that will help you get a green card. Actually, my parents are American, so I can get a U.S. Oh, really? Dual, dual citizenship, yeah. My parents are from Pittsburgh. And, and so, so how did you end up in Canada? Uh, let's see. Long story short, my uncle came up during Vietnam, I believe, and then my parents followed. They came up to Oregon and then came up and tree planted with him or worked in tree planting camps. Uh, on the west coast of BC, there in the 70s, I guess there was a lot of work. Not so much anymore. But, uh. Yeah, there's now like down here, even even in Los Angeles, which is amazing, is it's very hard to find work. Is it that way up there as well? It's definitely not uh, what it used to be. Although I don't know, when I graduated high school, 2003, it was pretty rough in British Columbia, but uh, in Alberta and elsewhere in Canada, it wasn't so bad. It's I think it's been pretty tough everywhere. I actually find that it's not it's not a problem with finding work. It's a problem with finding work that is um, worth it. There's lots and lots and lots of jobs. 
It's just they all want you to speak three languages, be available for nights, weekends, and day shifts, and only get paid ten twenty-five an hour, which is the new minimum wage here in Ontario. So it's it's not finding work; it's finding work that's worth keeping. Geez, yeah. now you know everybody. Everybody's going to move to, to to Ontario now because the minimum wage here in Los Angeles is only eight dollars an hour. <laughs> well, what, what's the conversion? We're, we're you know, I, now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not it's not that much different, is it? Yeah, no. Not right now. I guess, yeah, it's pretty on par. Um, we were actually really surprised to hear about that when we got here because uh, they just changed the minimum wage at the end of the month that we moved in March. Um, the minimum wage in B.C. is still, I think, 825 So when we got here, we we're just like, holy crap, a $2 jump for minimum wage? It's insane. I mean, it's incredibly kind um, to give that as a minimum wage, but still, you you can't survive just on that. So if you're expected to work a 60-hour a week for only 10.25 an hour, and you don't get overtime until 88 hours, um, it's a little, it's a little non, not sequitur with the rest of the world of what's reality of being able to right. eat and live. So, so is the cost of living up there quite a bit as well? It's pretty expensive. Yeah, a new study just came out. I guess. Uh, Vancouver is apparently the least livable city in the world as far as uh, the average income compared to what it costs to live. And it, it was quite difficult just to survive there. And here's not much worse. Or, sorry, not much better. <laughs> not much worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's the price of living in a city where there's people to support you know, artistic endeavors like stand-up yeah. comedy. Yeah, if you're going to live in a metropolis, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Right, yeah, you know, it's just like here in L.A. too, it's just unreal what it costs to live here, and and, uh, and it's sad, you guys you guys need to, to do up a, a, another video about something about the economy, man. That would be all Danny on that one, because I... <laughs> <laughs> so how did you and Danny meet? Uh, stand-up comedy <laughs> comedy. Well, he saw me across a crowded comedy room on stage with a spotlight on me as I told a joke about doing anal on a first date. And Uh, and and he fell in love, huh? His his little heart fluttered, yeah, his little heart (laughs) fluttered, and then I walked up and introduced my husband, and he crumbled (laughs) to the ground crying like a little bitch. <laughs> Your version of this story makes me sound a lot more cool than mine. But. <laughs> okay, now let's hear his side of the story. Okay, let's hear your side of the story, Danny. Uh, same thing, just less crying. And <laughs> just less crying. <laughs> but okay, I will. I will say this: when I saw him on, see, he went on after I did, like about three comedians after me. And uh, funnily enough, that was the very first night I ever bombed on stand-up, and so um, when he went up, literally with his first joke, I was like, well, I'm out of the competition because he was so funny, and I couldn't get my eyes off of him because he was so good, and so, I mean, he stuck in my head, too, um, just the same way. I guess it just wasn't obviously meant to be at that time because I was married, so. Right. Yeah. And so, then, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead and finish up. I was saying then uh, eight months of masturbation later, I saw her on MySpace, and uh, her status said single. So there's there's the story for the grandchildren who are never coming. (laughs) Yeah. 
grandchildren that shall never be. So have have you since since both of you do stand up, have you experienced a lot in the heckling department? Do you get people who heckle you very often? Mm, it's not so bad here. Actually that the problem uh, in Canada is more just having an audience that engages with you. It's kind of the opposite of the heckling problem. What you have is just apathetic people sitting there blinking at you, and you they'll come up to you after the show and say, hey, I thought you were really funny. You go, really? Well, it would have been nice of you to you know, let me know that by uh, laughing at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're up there for your entire set thinking, you know, that they're not finding it humorous. <laughs> Why why go to a comedy club if you're not going to laugh? I don't know. I mean, Toronto's a lot better. You guys, uh, they, they're a lot more like American audiences, though I hear. I've never played an American audience. But uh, as I understand it, you guys are much more uh, jubilant in your laughter and a lot more engaging as an audience, whereas here it's kind of like prying teeth just to get them to do anything but sit politely and stare at you. Sounds like some of my guests. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to go no, ahead. Oh, I hear you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's, it had to be in the moment. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> now you've caused me to be depressed. <laughs> you fucked up the bit, Michael. Well done. <laughs> I, I'm, How do you think I'm you good, are bringing I'm me on your show and making me look like an asshole like this? <laughs> Some people's children, I tell you, Michael. Uh, that's what I do best. What can I say? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you guys were in the L.A. area, I would. I I, I really wish you guys were in the L.A. area because I would. I would just give anything just about to uh, to be in one of your skits or one of your videos because uh, it looks like you guys have a lot of fun with them. You know, I I was uh, I toured Mexico for a couple years and and. Uh, we used to do some comedy routines down there, skit type things down there, and just had a blast with you know the play on language from Spanish to English, and and uh, so you know I I, I think it would be so much fun to get together with a group, uh, and especially somebody like you guys. You guys are hilariously funny, you know, and and you really do a good job, you know, and and I think it would be an honor for anybody to be able to perform with you. We think so too, but not a lot of people agree. <laughs> That's because they're all cowards and they're afraid of what people exactly. think. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't care what people think. You know, <laughs> as you can That's tell. That's the number one uh, most important thing if you want to do comedy, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. You can't give a shit what people think about you, yeah, especially if you want to do the stuff that we do. I mean, if you're yeah, not exactly. going to stand behind it, then there's no point in standing up and saying it, right? Well, we're running out of time, and I want to uh, get Redneck Woman in here. Uh, anything you want to say about the video before we get started? Because I know not everybody's watched it as many times as I have. Uh, just just go to YouTube, type in Redneck Woman Reality Remix. Uh, check out uh, our video starring the wonderful and talented Julie Webster. Take it away. And uh, I would definitely like to state, for the record, for the last time, <laughs> that... I am aware I'm not white. That's kind of part of the joke. So, yeah. I just that I just want to state that for the record, for a bunch of the people going, it doesn't make any sense. She's not even white. What is she? What is that? I don't get it. Ugh. 
That's it's part of the inside of the joke. It's hilarious. That's why it's hilarious. Anyway. Also, uh, if any of your listeners can guess Julie's ethnicity, by all means, post it on your website. And we'll Michael will send you a nothing. lollipop. We'll give you absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Here is Too Far TV with Redneck Woman. Now, oh, I gotta that was ask, a rough four minutes, man. That was rough. 
I gotta I'm listening to myself. <laughs> why you're the so good? You really, you really are very talented. Both of you are very, very talented. You, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad about hearing yourselves. And, and Julie, you really do sing well. Uh, I, I appreciate that. It's just really hard. <laughs> oh boy. I think I think we are always our own worst critics. You know, I, I can remember too when I did recordings and such. You know, back in my days of music, you know, I I would sit there and listen to it and like, ugh. <laughs> you know, I think we yeah. all do that. But uh, you know, I have one question to ask you, Julie, uh, in regards because there's one part in there I can't quite make out what you're saying, and I really want to know the answer. And it, and it's close there to the end where it says you're gonna shit out something, but I can't I can't make out what it is. I'm gonna shit out something. I, I think I think you've got a, a misheard lyric on your hands there, Michael. Oh, look at that. No, no. Um, if, you, if you if you listen, wrapped to up like a douche. Um, okay. She says uh, she's gonna. Sh- it sounds like she says I'm gonna shit out cows. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have no idea what part of the song that is. It's real is close it, to is the, it the end last there. verse? Yeah, it's right there close to the end. Okay, hang on. Uh, look, the only way I'm going to do this is if I, just, if I sing it really quickly. Hang on. Um, so, I'm a redneck woman, and that's all I am. Proud to be from the USA, the place I thought you spam. And I go to church on Sundays because I'm a God-fearing woman. The preacher uses all big words that I don't understand. So here's to was that it? Yeah. So here's to all the people never passed that county line. Well, let's stay home in our shit towns until the end of time. There okay. it is. But let's stay home in our shit towns until the end. Of oh, time. in our shit towns. <laughs> 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 to me, it sounds like all shit cows, and that's why I had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as I said in my very stand-up act, I do anal on the first date. So hey, <laughs> tie that all in together. Well, if you're if you're shitting out cows, it's pretty loose. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> For me, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys are wonderful. I've really enjoyed having you on, and Julie. When your man Refry gets together, and, and uh, have you guys got some stuff recorded? Not yet. We literally just started rehearsing together. Um, I just auditioned for them like two weeks ago, um, and he was he was so incredibly uh, kind to me. He said, you know, if we we all looked at each other, nodded our heads, you're in if you want in. And I'm like, oh, wow, thanks. Yeah, I'd love to. And he goes, yeah, we'll just call everybody and tell them not to come for auditions next week. And I'm like, oh. You don't have to do that. And he's like, no, we want to. You're in. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, wow, thanks. So well, it'll be great. I'll get to you know, go perform, and I can put on makeup and do all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, well, when you guys get going and, and you're still having some recordings done and such, uh, get back in touch with me. Because I'll, I'll bring your band on to the show as well. Sure, I'll pinky promise with you, okay? Put your pinky right. in the air. Yeah, okay, it's there. There we go. Pinky swear. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So I got a question for you, Michael. How did you uh, discover us? Because this is always a source of curiosity for me. I actually found you guys on Reverb Nation because uh, when I because what I do is I, I visit a lot of a lot of different sites looking for for music acts, of course, for my show. 
And uh, and I thought, you know, it'd really be nice to throw in some comedians here and there as well. And and you, you guys are, I think, the third com- comedic act that I've had on the show since it started. And uh, and I found you guys on Reverb Nation under the comedy section. And then I started, you know, checking out more and more. Went to YouTube and everything else. And I thought, man, I got to have these guys on. So I was I was I was tickled when you guys said you'd come on the show. I I really was. I felt really honored. Because uh, we uh, felt the same way. Because nobody cares about us up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, they they love you. They love you on my website because I've got I've got your video posted on my website. And I know the other day you posted a uh, a uh, comment on Reddit.com, and it and it, it caused 184 people to show up to my website to view that video in in less than an hour. So you've got some fans somewhere, and most of most of these people were from the United States, amazingly enough, because you know it gives me a list of you know where everybody's from that that visits my site, and uh, and they were from all over the United States. So it wasn't like you know one little section of of the United States; it was from all over. So you guys have got a fan base here in in, in the United States, that's for sure. Well, what's the XM? There's an XM station or something, Danny, right in Australia? I don't remember. Oh, uh... Yeah, there's, there's I'm, I'm really bad with knowing this kind of stuff. Play some of our stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and also, if anyone wants to download anything uh, of ours, it's all free in the music section of TooFar.tv or on ReverbNation.com, as Michael just said. Or you can be an idiot and pay for it on iTunes, and I won't complain about that either. <laughs> all right, well, you are the best businessman I've ever met. <laughs> I love you for that. That was amazing. That that's how you guys are gonna get rich. He's giving it all away. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for coming. Really enjoyed you guys today, and uh, and really look forward to seeing more coming from you. And uh, very definitely... soon, very soon, we're we're in the closing stages of doing a couple more videos. So yeah. And you maybe a few months. Motivated us to care again. Good job, Michael. Oh, good. <laughs> And 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 in a few months down the road, I'd like to bring you back and and see see how you guys are holding up. Well, that would be great. Thank you. All righty, then. Well, thank you so much for coming, and have a wonderful day. Have a good night. (laughs) And, everybody, that was TooFar.TV. They're a comedic duo. They put together different videos, music videos, and public service ads and stuff like that. And uh, you got to go check them out. Like I said, you can find them on Reverb Nation. You can find them on YouTube. You know, it's it's just absolutely hilarious stuff. And uh, also the Redneck Woman video is, of course, on my website as well. I noticed that uh, my people have gotten a hold of the managers for the worsties. And so we're going to get them on here and uh, see what we can find out about this alien abduction. Hello, Chad. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, so I heard rumors that last night after they got done with their gig that uh, that they were abducted by aliens. Uh, did you see this happen? or I, I did indeed. As crazy as that sounds, it happened right in front of my face as we were uh, loading out after the show. So, uh, so yeah, we, we were just, uh, I don't know if uh, how much I should tell it's fear of them coming back with retribution against me, but uh, for the sake of figuring out where they are, I figured I'd uh, let you know what happened. So what what did they look like? I've heard reports that they were like almost like they had like cat heads on human body type thing. Is, <laughs> is that is that kind of what they were looking like? Or 
Yeah, exactly. It looked like a uh, cast from uh, the musical Cats showed up in the in the back of the of the of the uh, venue, and uh, we didn't know what to think at first. And uh, these these cats came up and and uh, said that they were huge fans of the of the Worsties, loved the music, and and you know we were set back for a second, thinking, well, it's kind of odd. These two human body cat faced people coming up and talking to us, and, uh, you know, but you get all kinds of interesting people talking to you after a show, so it wasn't too, too odd at a Worsties, uh, at a Worsties event, so we, uh, yeah, they said they were big fans, and, uh, you know, we said, okay, and they said, we missed the show, we just flew in, and uh, we'd love, you know, if we could, if you could play a couple, couple songs for us, we'd love it, we're huge fans, and the Worsties being in a good mood, it was after the show. We thought, "What the heck? We'll humor him playing a couple shows, a couple songs <laughs> for him." All righty. Well, I want to thank you for for clearing this up a little bit for us and letting us know what was happening there, you know, and and uh, the, that uh, they are somewhere abducted, and hopefully, we'll find out some more information as the show continues. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and play one of the uh, worsty songs and and uh, see if I can find out some more information. But, Chad, I want to really thank you for coming by and letting me know about this. Yeah, man, we're, we're freaked out a little bit. They've got a bunch of shows coming up. Um, they're getting ready to go in the studio again, and so any help we can get, um, as crazy as it sounds, um, yeah, they play Kitty Litter, and the next thing we know, the cats were pissed and uh, shot them with their laser beam eyeballs. And took them away. So I'm freaking out a little bit. Hadn't seen anything like that before, so really appreciate it, Michael. All righty. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Chad. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Well, you've got it there right from the manager of the Worsties. Uh, he was right there when they uh, were abducted just outside the venue. They were at the exit in there in Nashville, Tennessee last night performing. And it has to be quite crazy, too, because they're I guess having a lot of flooding going on back there in Tennessee as well and heavy rains and such. So it's been a little bit crazy for everybody back there. So uh, in the meantime, what I'd like to do is, is, is remind everybody who the Worsties were. They were a guest on my show about a month ago. Had a really great time with them. And uh, one of their hit songs, Kitty Litter, was, uh, was one of my favorites. And so I'm going to go ahead and play that song for everybody right now. So here's the Worsties with Kitty Litter.
And that was the worsties with Kitty Litter. The, like we've reported earlier throughout the show, they have been abducted by aliens. But I did just receive an email. I guess the aliens have found out that the fans of the worsties are also fans of my show. And so they have let me know to let you, all of you know that they have returned the worsties back to the planet Earth. However, they separated them in two parts of the world. And each day they're going to give us clues so we can find out where they left them so we can bring Anna and Jesse back together so we can have them perform again for us. Uh, so that's, I guess, their way of uh, torturing us for a while without the worsties. So what we need to do is every day you guys need to come in, listen to the shows, and listen to the clues. And uh, we're going to be getting a clue from them shortly, it says here in their email. So as soon as uh, we get that, we'll go ahead and give that out to you. Once again, I want to thank Chad, the manager of the group, for, for letting us know what happened. Uh, and I hope the, that the rain has stopped there in Nashville and everything has mellowed out. I want to remind everybody, tomorrow's show, I have an artist by the name of K, and I'm having a hard time pronouncing his name, Kephas. And uh, here is uh, a song from Kephas that uh, will be my guest for tomorrow. His, the name of this song is Yagaremos. Encontraremos la nueva meta Cubido todo 
And that was tomorrow's guest, Kefas. Uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and now start the contest for the virtual treasure hunt, what you need to do. And I'm going to give you the rules and everything that you need to do uh, before you get today's very first clue. First off, what we are doing is we're looking for Jesse and Anna Wurstel, the uh, lead singer and guitarist, and uh, her husband, the guitarist uh, of the group, The Wursties. Each one are in a different part of the world. And with the clues that will be given each day, we'll put you closer and closer to trying to find them. You don't have to find the exact, like, specific address. All I need is a city and country, or a city, state, and country name, whatever it needs to be to, to uh, find them. The first two people who find one each, Jesse or Anna, will win a autographed CD from the Worsties. To be able to post your answers or your guesses, whichever it may be, to the clues to try to win these prizes, you'll need to go to my website, which is www.michaelknight.webs.com. You'll go. You have to be a registered member to be able to post in there. In that, in the particular section, you need to go to. So you will need to sign up. If you're not signed up, you need to sign up and register to the website. And then you will be allowed to go into the discussion forum, and there you will see the, uh, the, the article about this contest. And then you under, you'll post a comment under that, and that posted comment will be your guess of where they're at. You do not have to find both to win. You only need to find one. But once one of them has been found, then you, the other person must be found. So let's say, for example, if, if everybody, if the first person that finds one of the two is, and it happens to be Anna, then Anna is no longer needed to be found. She's already found, and then you'll be having to search for Jesse through all these clues. Each and every day of the show, I will be giving out clues, and uh, we'll be giving each, each day one, one set of clues. I may repeat them once or twice throughout the show. I'm not sure yet. But uh, you'll want to hear the clues, listen to the clues, and you'll have to do a lot of studying of the map to find them. But they are each located in two different parts of the world. And that's the most I can tell you because I don't want to give away any clues. And I'll have that for you here in just a moment. But I want to go back again and listen to a uh, public service announcement by TooFar.tv. Uh, it's one of my favorite public service announcements that they do, and it's about ADD. So we'll be right back right after this public service announcement about ADD. Does your child often yell in excitement? Does he or she jump around, act imaginative, or sometimes get fidgety? Sure, you may have thought this kind of behavior was just called being a child. But at NotJustBeingAChild.com, we understand that some of these symptoms are signs of a much bigger problem. Attention Deficit Disorder is recognized by the United States of America as a disability. That's right. It's not your fault that your child runs and plays and skips and dreams. Take comfort in knowing that your child is actually just disabled. It doesn't make you a bad parent that you're not willing to deal with the energy level they seem to constantly sustain. 
insane. At notjustbeingachild.com, you'll find information on medication that can actually reduce these symptoms and synchronize a child's energy level with yours. That's right. You can literally reduce your child's energy level with things like Ritalin, thereby rendering them as calm as a 40-year-old. Medications can help speed up your child's psychological aging process by robbing them of things like their youth. If you're tired of your child singing and laughing, tired of them living in a world that only they can see, then you need to visit notjustbeingachild.com because sometimes they really are not just being a child. Warning, all symptoms of ADD will also appear in perfectly normal children and are no indicative of anything wrong. All right, everyone, when you hear this sound, you know it is time for the clue. And today's first clue is here's the Pacific Ocean. Jet Contest. I hope everybody gets a, a, a chance to play, and I hope you enjoy the contest. Let me know what you think about the contest. Because if this contest does turn out to be a success, there are some bigger prize contests going to be coming very, very soon. So, you know, I want everybody to keep, keep notice of that, that, that uh, I'm looking at uh, offering some really major prizes here in the near future. But it all is going to depend and fall back on the popularity of this contest, whether or not it will be uh, something that we'll be continuing to do in the future. I want to thank everybody for coming to the show today. I want to remind everybody that I will be interviewed and be the guest of Swoop Swirl on Blog Talk Radio, and that's this coming Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Also, don't forget to check out Night Views Radio every Thursday night at 8 p.m. I am a co-host there with Rob Saul and Travis Westline, and we do have a lot of fun together on that show as well. So make sure you come by that show and check us out as well. And remember, every Sunday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, Right here at the Michael Knight Show, you'll get to hear a lot of different artists from all over the world. And don't forget, each and every day I'll be giving a clue and put you one step closer to winning the prize. So we'll take care, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great day.
wanted a divorce. So I gave her one. Shotgun, that is. 